Welcome to the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Real people, real stories, real talk. Greetings, realists. Welcome back to this episode. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Heather. How are you doing today? I'm okay. It's been a You're weird okay. week. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. I'm at a hotel again. So. Oh. <laughs> I will tell you, okay, so like we're not even getting into anything yet, but I will tell you that because I went down the rabbit hole, literally and figuratively, um, mm-hmm. reading Holly Madison's book called Down the Rabbit Hole mm-hmm. after our last episode, um, I now really want to go to Vegas. Mm. I love Vegas so much. I'm so sad. I I'm know not you do. To go this last year. So, so you're not in anyway. Vegas right now. Okay. I am not in Vegas. I am at the hotel we go to literally every weekend. Oh, so. okay. Not the same we thing. We live here now. Oh, okay. We well, that's kind of exciting. All right. Well, moving right along, I just wanted to tell you that now I finally do want to go to Vegas. I don't know why. I don't know what I want to do there. I do kind of want to go to, kind of want to go to Zach Baggins Haunted Museum thing. Yeah. I have um, not done that. Although I'm a little bit nerd, like I, I think I might would be scared to go. I've heard the tour is an hour and a half long, which is wow, really long. There are more than 33 rooms to it. And it's like really, really, really intense. So, mm-hmm. but I guess like the stuff that's the most, that they have the most reactions to, you have the option to go into the room or not go into the room. Wow. Um, so... I don't know, but the idea of it is really interesting to me because I like all that spooky stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, good. All right. So maybe we, me and you will plan a Vegas trip someday. Yeah. I mean, I will do all the spooky things. I don't think I'd want to go with my husband. Like, I think I would want to go with a friend. Why would you go with your husband? Exactly. Like, I think, I think it's definitely like a friend, preferably Mm -hmm. a female friend kind of thing. I'm really sad that you didn't get to go to my bachelorette party in mm. vegas because that was good times mm. things were a bit different than though yeah yeah things were totally Life was a little bit more dramatic then yeah yeah so indeed. anyways moving right along to our glorious fun-filled happy topic of the day all right so kelly what was it like a month or so ago you mm asked me about this documentary that right. you had watched you asked me to watch it mm-hmm. and then give you my opinion about it mm-hmm. so first I had to actually go back and research that story because I vaguely remembered something about Casey Anthony and her being the well, I didn't ask you to do all that I didn't oh, research I the story I just watched but the, you the seem thing. to remember it I mean, I remember that it happened. I remembered, I remembered parts of it. The only thing I remembered was about her lying about the nanny. Yeah. That's what really stuck out to me in that story. And I remembered a lot of stuff about the dad. Yeah. So anyway, so I watched it and then I deep dived into it for like a month. It consumed my life. Mm. 
But I'd like to start with what was your thought after watching the documentary? When the document, when it came out, um, and my assumption was that it was like the 10 year anniversary or something like that. And there were a lot of things scheduled to come out because I know another documentary came out at the same time. And I felt like probably that was um, Casey Anthony's, the purpose was for her to have some, uh, some sense control of control of how, yeah, of her own narrative, because she had, had not really said anything after the fact and like when it happened and, you know, all of that stuff. So everybody had their opinions and I would guess that in the anticipation of a bunch of things coming out that would negatively portray her once again, she wanted to at least say something. Um, and so it came out, I watched it. It was very, like when I first started watching it, I thought there's no way that I can get through this. I can't handle her. I can't handle the story. Like, I don't want to deal with it at all. And then it was maybe, maybe in the second, the second uh, installation of it. Um, like it's like five parts or I, I don't know how many parts, but like in the second it's part, three. I started thinking, wow, I like have a very different idea of this situation now than I did when it came out. And I don't even really remember what I thought when I came out, you know, I, I you know, just vague things. I certainly thought, eh, I'm not even going to say what I think I thought because I just really just don't remember. But uh, I don't know. I found her to be pretty believable. Wow. I found her. I find that so shocking. Because yeah. I, I see you as like such a fantastic judge of character. And so this is why I'm really fascinated and actually want to talk about this. Yeah. Because I'm curious. Though, I mean, no one else honestly, that watched now, it felt that she was believable. See, that's not true, though. Because that I've talked, that I've heard from. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen so much online about mm. this. And that's just not true. Mm. So Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, but I also think that in the same way that like when it initially happened I think that people already just have decided what they think about her I don't think that I think that there's not a single thing that could happen even if like someone came into the picture and said I did this thing and this is exactly how it went down I think that people would still feel the way that they do about Casey Anthony I just think that it is what it is especially because of how she was when it happened and like all the batshit crazy things that she said when it happened and like I don't find her likable I don't want to watch it again because I don't know how I, I would feel if I watched it two or three times you know um I don't know if I would feel the same way if I watched it now um I think that the big, like the biggest thing that I got from this was that I felt more sure that her dad was involved in everything mm -hmm. that went down. Um, and I remember, I've heard other that, people say that. I remember thinking that when it happened, like, mm -hmm. in fact, when I go back to my memory of the situation, and like I said, I can barely remember it happening. You know, I just re remember the idea of it. I had thought that the dad was actually charged with something because I remembered so surely that everyone thought that he was involved in it. Interesting. Um, 
so I was actually really surprised when I watched this this uh documentary and the dad wasn't involved in it at all like because because I was just like wait what I, my memory must be like completely wrong then because I remembered everyone thinking that he um at least helped her hide the body or do you know do whatever helped her do whatever Mm -hmm. um but now I just definitely especially watching all of the creepy creepy videos of him after Kaylee disappeared um I 100,000% believe that he was involved or that he is a sinister person in general okay Um, so let me pause there because I will agree with you that I think the dad is not a good guy but I am almost 99.9% sure he's not involved with the mm. disappearance. So I just want Absolutely. to throw that out there that we're, we're really going to come out on different ends of the spectrum, which is why I thought this would be an interesting discussion. Well, I mean, it may or may not be. Cause like I said, I, I don't I'm know. Hoping I, it will be interesting. Well, I mean, I don't know what happened, you know, like I yeah. wasn't there and <clears throat> I would not be surprised by anything. Because I just feel like it's so clearly someone in that house did something. Yeah. Clearly it was someone in the house. It wasn't some random ass person walking up and doing something with this baby. You know what I mean? So it's not, I mean, our options are very small, you know? So someone did something. Um, I genuinely don't believe that anyone, that it was meant to happen. I mm-hmm. genuinely believe that whatever happened was an accident. And I disagree completely. Um, I think it was absolutely intentional. Wow. And I just, just don't at all, yeah. like in any way, yeah. shape or form. I, I completely um, believe it was intentional. Okay. Well, and I then, really, I really, and then disguised think... to look like a, like a kidnapping murder was my thoughts. Yeah. I just don't, I really, I mean, I have, I mean, I, I'll be, that's clearly what happened. They clearly mm-hmm. were making it. But I just don't, I have some real problems with the dad being an ex-cop. I, I want to say something. And things going down the way about that the they ex-cop. went down. So this, I did a lot of digging into George Anthony because I really wanted to find out about him. Ex-cop, yes. He was like a deputy in Ohio for Mm -hmm. a few years and then he left that profession to go be a car salesman so I don't consider him to be super like a a lifetime cop or I mean like you hear all these different things that people throw out like oh he was a homicide detective a guy and like he was not a homicide detective he wasn't friends with the cops in Florida because he was a cop in Ohio he wasn't a lifelong police officer so it wasn't like something he was dedicated or you well, I didn't know, think he was, it, dedicated. was part of his that's identity. not what I thought at all my thought yeah. is he knows what kind of questions are going to be asked he at least knows like the basics of like what happens when someone dies and everything that happened in this situation was so stupid like it was so stupid and not well put together at all it was just so incredibly bizarre and mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's bizarre to me that there are these two adults living in this house besides Casey mm-hmm. 
who didn't notice that their granddaughter was missing and even if even if their daughter well they she's did. With this woman the mom was crazy trying to see her the I have whole time with the mom too i have problems with I, the mom i have too. problems with everybody so um, let me let me start yeah. back a little bit here so i just want to say that i have no memory of this i had something something about a lady who lied about a nanny years ago. I had no preconceived notions about Casey Anthony or this story. So when you told me this, I really came into it with fresh eyes. And I knew that you felt that it was compelling enough to ask me to watch it and get my opinion on it. So, so I took it very seriously. I didn't just come into this like, I know she's guilty. I know she killed her kid. Uh, I really came in this and said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to look at all the facts here and see what comes out for me. The very first thing that rose to the top for me was the family dynamics. And this is a family full of liars. Mm -hmm. The dad is a, a liar, a cheater. He stole money from the mom. Um, the mom And they all lied to the liar. police the entire time this whole thing was going on. And then, all and so- that. And so I really was like, okay, trying to get my head around, like, what kind of family is this? And so we're thinking they're in the South, Southeast, back where we're from. There are those kinds of people who are really one type of way, but they so very much want to portray that there are these really good Southern family, you know, all the good things about people that you want to think they want people to think and they are willing to just lie and be deceitful. And I think that's the only way they know how to get through the world is to pretend to be somebody that they're not. And so I don't find the parents to be blameless in this. I find the parents to be very blameful and that they created Casey Anthony and she was born and bred and raised and nurtured to be a liar mm -hmm. through and through. And the one thing that we, I think everybody can agree on, including Casey Anthony, is that she's a liar. Like nobody's arguing that she's a liar. And so then my problem with the documentary is you are literal. This lady was convicted of lying, but now, now you want us to believe this is the truth. Right. See, that's I don't hard for me to actually get that impression, though. See, that's sort of the thing. Like, I don't actually get that impression. I like really got the impression that she doesn't expect anyone to believe her. Like, I don't, I don't see why you would go through renting a house and three part series on Peacock if you didn't really want people to believe that you were telling the truth here's now. why i mean here I, I said it at the beginning of the thing and i'll say it again and you know again this kid's dead there are only three people in the house someone's involved they're all probably involved um so i'm not saying that she's innocent i'm saying i don't think that she deliberately killed her child mm -hmm. um i'm saying that i believe a lot of the story lot now i don't believe anything to do with what happened mm -hmm. that day because mm -hmm. I don't even think in that documentary, they really even, I don't have any idea after watching what that documentary, what happened to that child. I don't have any idea what happened that day that, that she, you know, 
Well, her explanation is the most ludicrous thing um, I've ever heard in my life. So that's the thing so that the parents Kelly, say are we're too. both we're both I think parents. my point though, what I was going to say is I can absolutely understand being a she's basically a dead man walking in the sense that like she I don't believe for five seconds that she has any sort of normal like life worth living mm -hmm. and she never will she never yeah. will and, and good. like and she doesn't deserve a normal life at all that's not my place to judge because I don't know what the fuck happened um but well, I will say we, there's a dead child and but and I want to say that if we are to child if we are to believe her version of the story and I'll get to this a little bit more later uh then she's still as guilty I'm not saying I'm not even if we I believe saying her I do not believe that she deliberately killed the child I can say that like 15 times and you won't listen to me but you know oh, I'm listening to you I'm just saying um, you're not going to convince me I'm not trying to convince anyone because I literally have no clue what happened to this yeah. child and if you tell me that she sliced this child's face open and the child bled to death I would say yep yeah, that's a possibility I have no idea mm -hmm. um and again, there's and nothing the, that she says in this documentary that makes, that gives me any like insight into like, I mean, other than, well, she had a live child and then she didn't. Yeah. That's all I know. She, she had one and then she didn't have one. And then everyone lied about it mm -hmm. and they lied about it for months and months and months and months and months. And it's such it's a situation where like everyone involved in this is so crazy and mm -hmm. so not normal mm -hmm. that like, I feel like if I were judging them by normal standards, I would be wrong. So I'm trying to look at it outside of the box and not judge this person by like a normal standard. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I wouldn't have my kid anywhere around this woman. I don't want to be around this woman. I don't want to be around any of that family. They're crazy. Like, they're they are not, I, I don't think they're good people. Not, you know? They're not good people, but um, they're trying, they're masquerading through life, trying to pretend like they are good people. And, um, and so that's, yes, you're right. When, when you have a case where you don't have good victims or good characters, right? It gets everything so much more muddy. Right. Because if she was just a easy to believe, normal type grieving mom, we may never have thought she killed her child. Right. Uh, a lot of what kind of came up for me when I was watching this case was about the Scott Peterson case, because here's a guy that was convicted and sentenced to death based almost entirely on how he acted after his wife went missing there the evidence against him was purely circumstantial right uh so they I didn't really have... genuinely i can't compare because it's been so long since i've touched that case i really don't i just know that's that the only connection i wanted to draw is like that chopped off head or something that's a, a situation where you have a suspect who was convicted and sentenced to death he's appealing that i think it's going to get overturned um to life in prison um but they didn't have any concrete evidence and that was the problem with the casey anthony 
trial is that they didn't have any concrete evidence against her. Mostly they had that she was a liar and she behaved really strangely after which is really her kid witnessing that's really problematic for me like I was thinking about that um and I don't know how you solve that situation because there are certainly lots of situations where we're pretty clear on who did what and how pretty much how they did it but there's no evidence and my issue I can tell you that I'm very much opposed to the death penalty being implicated being used in cases where there's only circumstantial evidence. Well, I'm opposed to the death penalty in general. So I am usually, but I can tell you after working in my profession now, I'm opposed to the death penalty in theory, because I think that the system is screwed up. And a lot of the people who actually end up dying with the death penalty are not, are people who just got a bad rap because of their color Mm -hmm. or, you know, their whatever. Um, in general, I don't have an issue with there being people who don't deserve to exist anymore. That's I not my problem you. with it. That's not what I'm <laughs> saying, because I understand that concept of it. And there are certainly people who have done things where I just think this person is an absolute waste of breath. I understand mm-hmm. that. That's not my Daryl issue. Brooks. Um, I, I became in favor of the death penalty when I saw the Daryl Brooks trial. Um, and there's no death penalty in Wisconsin. There's the problem, though, too, with the death penalty. The other problem with the death penalty is that it's not in any way, shape, or form a deterrent to crime. And that's sort of what the point is supposed to be, because it's actually very, it's, it's so, I can't sit here and discuss the death penalty because it's so problematic in so many ways. And I'm so conflicted about it in so many ways, because Mm -hmm. um, me as a human person feels like, uh, yeah, I think there are a lot of people who deserve the death penalty. But then me as a person who's like, has hope in the world and like, doesn't believe that the system is always right. And you have to have a perfect system to implement something like that. Um, and then how do you, I, I, so for me, for me, I so think the death penalty should be off the table unless there is unless you have concrete proof. evidence. Like there is like, so yeah. the Daryl Brooks trial, Hundreds of people. I don't know who Daryl Brooks is. Daryl Brooks is the guy in Wisconsin who ran through the Christmas parade and killed six people and injured 50 something other people. He was fleeing a domestic violence incident uh, with his girlfriend. And so to me, it was really about a case about when domestic abusers go really wrong. Um, But uh, there was video evidence, there was every possible type of evidence. There was no question that this guy did it, right? Even he, who was, he was his own lawyer, which was so sad. Um, even he didn't specifically deny doing it. He was trying to say that the car was accelerating on its own and the brake wasn't working, but they disproved that because they took the car in and had it tested. So anyway, so he intentionally ran through a parade, killing children, parents, grandmothers. It was horrible. I would like, the, I think that's the kind of case I can put the death penalty on the table. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm pro-death penalty, but I'm saying in a case like Casey Anthony's or even Scott Peterson, who maybe did horrible things to the people they were supposed to care and love, but um, there isn't direct evidence that shows that she intentionally or even accidentally 
killed her child. All we have is that she just behaved very strangely, not in the way that we would think a grieving mother would behave. See, and that doesn't sit well with but, us. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Here's, but that's, here's not, problematic. that's not death penalty. Here's what's problematic material. for me when it comes to like people behaving how they should and shouldn't behave. I can't even begin to fathom, nor do I want to, how I would behave in that situation. And everyone behaves very, very, very differently when something like that happens. Yep. I don't even know what happened, but like, so I just can't, that's why they like usually toss like 911 calls in situations mm-hmm. because people don't usually respond the way that we assume. Uh, think that they're supposed to respond when something tragic or horrible happens mm-hmm. um i don't know like i said yeah this that, whole that situation to is... me is just so crazy the only thing that i feel positive about is that i genuinely don't believe and genuinely don't believe that casey anthony is going to go murder another child i just don't maybe i don't know if i believe that i w- here's what you seem to have a lot of opinions about this case and I don't actually care about it that much. So I would <laughs> like to hear what you have to say. I mean, the only thing I care about is this little girl's not here anymore. Um, but I can't imagine that little girl never should have been in that household to begin with. Like that little girl never should have been allowed to be living in that household to begin with. And I can't imagine how her life would have been or what would have happened had she lived in that household and I wish that everything had been different I wish that that little girl was still here obviously um but outside of that situation uh, outside of the fact that 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 baby isn't here you know outside of that I'm not really it's not a case that's really important to me in my life yeah so but I feel like you are very 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 involved in this case Well, like I said, I went down the rabbit hole with it because as a mother, and you were also a mother, Mm -hmm. I'm a mother of a little girl who doesn't look that unlike Haley Anthony, Mm -hmm. uh, which which really, I think, gripped me, right? Um, About the same age as she Mm -hmm. was when she went missing. Um, And then also, um, when uh, my older child was the same age, uh, three and a half, uh, he went into foster care for two and a half months. So I have been the parent of that child, a young mother from a a tumultuous family, right? Who has had their kid taken away. I did know that she was okay. I got to even see her once a week. I did try to go on and live a normal life and try to be happy, but, uh, there was such an aching sensation. So I've, I've had a child taken from me at that age and I've had that experience. So I really honed in on that feeling. I have a child that age again now. Um, And so, yeah, so to me, it did hit really close to home. And so, like I said, I didn't have any preconceived ideas about it. I was like, okay, convince me, convince me that whatever you want to convince me of, right. You got, three hours on Peacock to convince me of anything you want to convince me of. So I'm all ears. And um, I I just couldn't believe a word that came out of her mouth. Every 
facial expression she made, every the way she said things, everything was just unbelievable. It it, it didn't feel right. It didn't sound right. Um, we talked a lot about the uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. And I remember waiting for Amber Heard to get on the stand and thinking this woman's going to now grip me with tales of abuse. She truly believed that her daughter was okay. She says that over and over mm -hmm. again. But if your dad is a sexual predator who rapes little girls, what about your daughter being with your dad in an undisclosed location where you can't see her makes you think she's okay? She's not okay. That's not okay. And if she didn't call the police on her dad and still has not, that's my whole th thoughts about this documentary was like, why is this not a documentary about her working with investigators. This is still an open case. It has not been solved. The problem if her is dad killed her daughter. No then one's still trying to find out what happened to her. No one's still trying to find out what happened to her. No one's trying to find out what happened to this girl. And even if, even if her parents believe that Casey Anthony killed this little girl, they're still not trying to find out what happened. Nobody yeah. cares. Like no one's trying to do anything. They're just like, like everyone just seems like totally okay with the fact that this little girl was alive and that she wasn't alive. I don't know if everybody's okay with it, but but uh, but their the family who were involved in the thing their were, family has significant issues, right? Again, we that was kind of how I opened up. Like this family has significant issues. They have issues about honesty and about the way that they're viewed by the public. So it's impossible for us to take anything they show us for face value. And that's, again, that's what makes, I think, this case so difficult because there's not one person that was in the inner circle there where you're like, okay, this is the person we can trust. This mm -hmm. is the one that's telling the truth because everybody's been caught lying. And at least the way it works in trial is that if you can be proven to lie about even one thing on the stand, then the jury is allowed to discount any other thing you tell them as, as not being true. So I come at it from that perspective, very much the same, is that everybody here has lied. Mom is lying. Dad is lying. Casey's lying. There's nobody here that we can believe. There's nobody here that's like the, the moral compass of this family. They're all so off, right? They're just way off the center. Um, and um, but there aren't even any like family friends or any like there's nobody. There's yeah. nobody. It's just so, everything about it is so bizarre to me. Like yeah. none of it makes any sense to me at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the only way I can make sense of this is this, is that this is a family that is just obsessed with trying to look a certain way, as opposed to being like, Hey, we've got some problems and we should probably get some help for those problems and try to be better people. They're like, nope, we have problems and we're just going to keep pretending like we're normal. And that's the only thing I could come up with from it. Cause I, I really scratched my head for a long time and, and did some digging on the family to see if I could come up with some explanation about how it got this bad, right. That, that we're in What's this the situation. Deal with the brother? I don't know. I mean, honestly, there's like very little you can find out about the, brother um and uh yeah he didn't go and talk publicly to a lot of 
news channels like her parents did. So it's I have just no, very weird. And what's even more weird to no, me. The one thing about is, the brother though is he wasn't there. Right? Yeah. It's and but, even but were both of the parents were in the house, right? Yeah. When Only, this supposedly happened. The dad was there. The the mom was at work. That was proven the day that she claims Kaylee went missing. The mom was at work. She was clocked in as the nurse at the hospital and her dad went to work at three o'clock. So he left partway through the day. Mm -hmm. And um, so the only two people that had the opportunity, if the story, if the timeline she's giving us is real. And again, I'm trying to take as much of what she's telling me and, and, and say, okay, this is a story you're telling us. I'm going to try to make sense of it. So it has to be her or her dad. But the and problem she, is, is that I don't even remember the dad giving a timeline. They didn't look at the dad at all. I don't remember the, the dad, dad being asked like really any questions. I remember him offering lots and lots and lots of unnecessary information, but I don't remember any kind of time. Like they're both just at the house and they're again, there's a little girl. And well, he left, little girl. he left and cell phone records show that he left at 250 to drive the 10 minutes to work. He was at work at three o'clock and he called back home to Casey from work at three o'clock. So we know that he was at work at three o'clock. So we don't know anything before 2.50 in the afternoon, but it was at 2.50. But at 2.53 is when somebody did the uh, computer search for foolproof suffocation. So what we do know, and this didn't come out at trial, what we do know is that her dad could not have made that search because he was literally in the car traveling to the job at the time that search was made so um i so don't that's just feel like thing. that was actually corroborated what part like the way that cell phone towers work there's not actually any way to prove that he was in a car traveling especially in that year in that time okay but i'm just saying but he was at traveling. work at three o'clock so yes. He, he couldn't have like been right at home. So so it was 10 minutes away. So there's no way he could have been at home doing a search at 2.53 or 2.54 and made it to work by 3 o'clock. So yeah. I it's like the minutes had trouble it looks with like the search. Is that as soon as he left for work, Casey went on the computer and she did those searches. That's what it looks like to me. And to me, I had a really hard time believing that she actually searched for those things. I mean, I I can't say anything. Uh, the defense team was the one that found those searches and they were waiting for the prosecution to bring it up. And the prosecution never did because their tech person was really There was bad. a lot, there were a lot of issues. And I did so, watch the other documentary that came out at the same time. Um, so the lawyer wrote that. a book a few years ago and he disclosed in the book, <laughs> they actually had all this information and he said that they were ready to, combat that in court we'll never know what i mean i don't know if he talks about it in the book so i don't know what he you know i don't know what they would have said to combat that if the prosecution brought it up so but they had it so to me you know i don't know but it's simply that's the data that the defense team themselves found was that at 253 to 254 there were these computer searches now the thing about the chloroform i think that was all not but real. you can't say this is real this isn't real this is real this isn't real like 
no, it's no, either no, real or no. it's not real. The IT you know? people explained how they made a mistake with the chloroform thing. How they think that they did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think that the chloroform was really either. And like, I don't think, and then, and then they, and I think the, the prosecution made an error because they really tried to dive deep into this chloroform thing because they had this faulty evidence that said that chloroform had been searched like 80 something times, which wasn't true. Yeah. Uh, it had literally been searched one time. And then they found some residue in the car that they thought could be the components of chloroform but also could just Which be, could be like anything yeah. yeah so i think that that was like a red herring and the defense i'm sorry and the prosecution should have absolutely not gone down the chloroform rabbit hole i think that really hurt their case so how about we take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk more about this all right so we're back yay okay so anyway so to me what i think that timeline that i cut tell me what happened i want to know what happened i will tell you i'm gonna tell you what i think happened okay um and i can also tell you what i think the prosecution should have done to win this case if you're interested in that but for now i'll tell you what i think happened after looking at all the evidence like i said i did not have a predetermined guilty verdict for casey anthony i just examined everything she said and then all the evidence in the case. A lot of it was put into that documentary too. I thought it was so weird because for the documentary to be all about sharing her truth, uh, I was like, this really just makes you look more guilty, but okay, you know, you do you, whatever you want to do. So this is my thoughts on it. And I think a lot of people probably feel the same way. I think that her dad left for work that day. I, she got on the computer, Maybe she looked up foolproof suffocation. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. But I think that she intentionally killed her child. And then I think she, you know, we know that she took laundry bags and materials that were at the home to make it look like she had been kidnapped, like the duct tape and all this. But um, I think Casey Anthony put her in the trunk of her car drove around with her for a while. So I think um, that she didn't know what to do with Mm -hmm. the body initially. And eventually she just came up with, I guess, the idea of dumping it. I don't know those details. Do you think it was premeditated? I can't speak to that. I think that the piece of evidence that stuck out for me was the text from her boyfriend about not wanting kids, that he would never be with someone who had children. And I think that she valued that relationship more than she valued her daughter. And she wanted to get rid of her daughter in order to foster that relationship, which she did. She went straight over to the boyfriend's house and spent the next month helping him with his business, which was basically going to the club every day, because I guess he was promoting a club or something. So I think that she just, she wanted to be with this person more than she wanted to be a mom to Kaylee. And And I think that living with her parents, it would have occurred to her to just let her parents take care of the kid. Or if she killed her to just make it seem like an accident. I think that she thinks her 
parents are bad people. I don't think she's wrong in that. I think that she didn't, I think she probably felt that the best thing for Kaylee was to just die at three years old or two and a half, whatever, Uh, that her parents weren't going, you know, being raised the way she was with all the lying and deception and manipulation, whatever, wasn't healthy for her daughter. And she didn't have it in her to be a good mom either. So really the best thing for, I think that's how she explained it away. The best thing for Kaylee was just to not have to grow up and live in this family, just end it all right there. And so I think she drove around with that body in the car for a while. And then eventually she dumped it. The, the part about the dad going to pick up the car and she gets really detailed about putting garbage in the trunk, really smelly garbage. And then she threw away some of it, but not all of it. So I think that that was her attempt to mask the smell. I think she probably tried to clean the smell. That's why we got the evidence of the cleaning products that maybe was the makings of chloroform, but was probably actually just her trying to clean the smell of decomposition out of her trunk. And then when she did that the best she could, I think her idea was, I'm going to put some really stinky garbage in the trunk of my car, and I'm going to leave it there for a while to try to help further mask that smell. Because she has this whole story about how she goes to the dump and she dumps some of the trash, but not all the trash. She leaves what I'm like, so can I like tell nobody I remembers that much your, detail about your trash. analysis. So you're actually to me making it making like your story sounds very unbelievable to me. Okay. Um, and, and again, I look if that, if it turned out that that would be the situation, like that, that actually happened and it happened exactly like that. I would go, okay. That makes it's sense. What, to me it's it's to me what the evidence points um, to. Because you've got the decomposition in the car. When you say things like she had this elaborate story, well, to me, it didn't seem that elaborate. They were asking her to explain something and she had to explain it. Um, it didn't really seem that elaborate to me. It actually, if Who you think about garbage that much. It, but I don't get the impression that she was thinking about it that much. They had to, that she had to explain that situation and justify the situation. And I, there is a garbage dump directly beside my apartment. And I watch people put the garbage in their trunks on a regular basis. Yeah. And like that situation is something that I can like actually see happening. It's bizarre to me. It's not something I, again, not something I would do in the same way that these are not people I would associate with. Um, I mean, I think it's totally believable that she, but I don't, I did not get the impression that it was like, that I think she did it intentionally she left a bag of garbage in there to help cover the smell i just don't give this girl the credit that like it's all it just doesn't add up to me like Mm -hmm. it doesn't add well i don't think any it would make a lot more sense to me that she accidentally killed the child like that, that an accident happened and she had to explain it, like had to figure it out. And, and I, I mean, I, I think there are, you kind of opened up on this. There are limitless possibilities of how this went down, but I'm simply saying based on the evidence that was presented that I could see, these are the dots I can piece together the best that I can see it. Right. I totally can see a scenario where she accidentally killed her kid. But if you're asking me what I think happened, 
I think she intentionally killed her child. Mm-hmm. If it was an accident, then just say it's an I don't know. The rest of this just, it gets crazy. You know, it's only if it's intentional do you have the need to lie about it for 30 days. The whole thing about the nanny. And I mean, it's just crazy to me. It, it know, is crazy. The story that she tells about the nanny. Um, and that that lady, let me just say that's a real lady, a real nanny. Yeah. She, she is famous using her real name or infamous for being this like person that supposedly kidnapped a child. She actually sued Casey Anthony for defamation and lost, which what seems crazy to me because like that is crazy no, this lady's name has literally been drugged through the mud and she didn't do anything she didn't even know these people she just was a name that got used so um yeah so anyway so i think that now she's had a lot of time to try to piece together knowing the evidence that's come out trying to piece that together don't you into a narrative like, again it's been a long time it's been like 10 years right like 10 years i think yeah Something i think like she should have don't you never... think she could have come up with a much better story though if she like don't you think you, yes this is a i long do time think to come she up with could a really have come up with a better story. story but um but she had to come up with a story that lined up because remember it came out in the trial that her dad sexually assaulted her mm-hmm. as a child um she had to she had to stick with certain pieces of the puzzle and that's why the story sounds so crazy because it's the only one she could piece together that made all the evidence still make sense in it because otherwise you could be like well that's not true because the evidence proves that's not true so she just concocted something that was the only way she could piece it together uh and then i think she spent 10 years convincing herself of it um you know i think there's some things she could have said that would have really swayed me from the very beginning. The one that sticks out to me the most is um, when they ask her in the beginning about her being a convicted liar Mm -hmm. and what's her relationship now with being honest. Mm -hmm. And her response is, I'm too honest give me a break. Like if you've really been doing 10 years worth of work to try to claw your way back to maybe having some place in our society, then tell me about that journey from being a pathological liar to now where you're not a pathological liar anymore. And now you want to tell us your truth, right? To just say, I'm too honest. I think I'm brutally honest. My my issue with a lot of those things are that I did not create this documentary. I wasn't one of the documentary filmmakers or whatever. And I would put like the I word said, documentary in like I don't think it's a documentary. I think it's all a documentary. reality you show. You make it something about whatever. But again, I watched another one that had that came out at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. that was not pro anybody they were actually trying to figure out what happened yeah and their conclusion did not come to she killed this baby it didn't come to anything it came to mm-hmm. what the hell happened to this baby you know 
Um, and I watched that documentary too. And I can say that my takeaway from that documentary was that it further convinced me of her guilt, even though that's not what they came out and said, but to mm-hmm. me, what they uncovered further proved that she was guilty of this crime. Well, again, we know that one of the three people who live in that house killed this baby. Yeah. Either accidentally or intentional. We know that. We know that that is a fact. The baby did not walk off and like just die on her own and put herself in a in bag. A bag. <laughs> like that didn't happen. We know that one of these people mm-hmm. did that. I mm-hmm. don't think that there is anything to suggest that anyone outside of that household did anything with this baby except mm-hmm. someone in this household. We know yep. that Casey had something to do with it. We know that again, there were two other people in this household who were just letting all this stuff happen for a month. I, I don't. And again, I don't feel the same way I, about the mom that I feel. About I feel the like dad. the mom consistently reacted the way I would expect a mother of a missing granddaughter to act much See, more so I don't agree than anybody else in the sense that I don't even speak to my mother yeah but if something were to happen and my son just like you know I, I was just like oh he's just gone for you know I feel like a normal grandmother would call the authorities immediately like I just find that so incredibly problematic Unless you start to factor in that Casey was telling her mother this lie about the nanny, that she was with a nanny, and the mother is documented. I don't think it makes any sense, though. The mother tried very much, many times, to see Kaylee in that month, and it wasn't until now did she act exact i mean agreed should she have called the police sooner to me uh, that I story this, makes no sense this it goes back no sense that her mother tried desperately to see her her granddaughter who was right down the street supposedly i think this goes back to it makes no the, sense Heather. the and this is where my thing about they are more concerned about appearances than maybe doing the right thing sometimes and so i believe that they honestly, or the mom, honestly didn't want to involve authorities or for it to blow up because she really was hoping that her worst fears weren't realized, you know? I but, just can't um, fathom it. I can't fathom it. Now, I, again, I agree. did not get the same right. situation. But she has a more normal reaction. I mean, like, I agree with you. Let's and take, like I've told you, I totally, I don't call. believe that the mother was involved at all. I don't believe let's that the mother the was involved. Call. The, the, the mother's acting exactly how I would expect a shocked parent who just found out that their granddaughter has been kidnapped by the nanny for a month. 31 days after the fact. Yeah. Um, I think that's that her reaction is certainly a lot more sincere and honest then when they put Casey on the phone, who literally acts annoyed that she has to talk to 911 about her child being missing. Yeah. That, that does not sit with me at in all. In any way, shape, or form, like condoning Casey's behavior in the situation. Yeah. Oh, no, no. 
But I'm, I'm not either. I'm simply saying the mom. I don't buy comes off as a little bit parents. more sincere. I don't buy these no, parents. They're not. Like, I, I said they're not good people. They're not honest are the, people. What are the what conversations are the mom and dad having? Casey is living in their fucking house. Like, what kind of conversations are they having with their dog? Like, what kind of conversations are happening during this? Like, I just don't buy. Like, it's I just don't buy it. I don't buy any of it. And and then you've got these people who were friends with Casey. Um, or were friends with her boyfriend who, you know, say that she seemed like a normal mom who, you know, mm-hmm. always had her daughter with her or whatever. Um, and when you look at pictures of her and her daughter, they look really happy. She looks really happy. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, that doesn't mean anything, you know, yeah. but it actually does kind of sometimes mean something because you definitely see photos sometimes of people who don't look happy to be parents i find it to be very strange speaking of the friends that remember i told you the beginning of this that i had my child taken away from me for two Mm -hmm. and a half months i got to see her once a week i knew she was okay anybody that was around me you and i had zoom calls during that time i was a walking zombie i was living in a nightmare. And even though I was trying to go through my normal life, anyone who was around me would have been like, Heather is not okay. Like something is really wrong with Heather. There's no way you can pretend if you truly love your child, there's no way you can pretend that you're not in any way out of the normal with your kid missing for 30 days. I don't, I cannot believe that she could act that good, that she could put on this. She wants us to believe that she, she was trained by her dad to just pretend like everything. So you're telling me that well, your daughter, what I got was that she your was daughter is with a dad. Pedophile? No, and I you're got was that able she was to compartmentalizing, just which is a very different thing than pretending she, that things are okay. He did use the compartmentalization. And to me, it struck me more as like, yep, that's what people say. I mean, well, I've seen I, that I didn't. Happen. I've seen that yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I have to. Pretty hardcore. Too. Is it happening to her? I'm not sure. I just know that that is something that people say. Mm-hmm. And if you were to study how to explain this, but compartmentalization Heather, would be one of the studying, things. If you're studying mental health that seriously hardcore, can't you come up with a better story of what happened? You have 10 years like 10 years like I'd be more apt to believe that she was stoned out of her mind and didn't know what happened like didn't have any idea what happened than maybe that she like had you know what like it's just it's just all so I I can't believe that she and her her second lawyer the the she had like the main lawyer and then she mm-hmm. had this other guy that came on and did pro bono, uh, like consulting work for them, who was like a heavy hitter lawyer. Um, even he said it. And I thought this was the only honest thing I heard come out of his mouth um, was that the minute that Kaylee went missing or whatever happened, right, <laughs> that she didn't have her daughter anymore, she really went into Casey Anthony world. 
And she has constructed an entire reality and she is living there and she would like us all to join her there. That's what the documentary was. Come join me in Casey Anthony land where nothing makes sense. And you just believe me now because I'm telling you that I'm too honest. That's our proof. She's too mm-hmm. honest. Um, so come live with me and Casey. I really do believe she's in her own world. And I think that she probably has convinced herself that she in no way is responsible for her daughter. I mean, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Um, but like I said, I feel like more than anything else, this program convinced me that the dad was not, the dad had something involved with the dad was involved. And I believe the dad had nothing to do with it. I 100% do. I 100% every single thing that I heard him say to me, just like dripped with creep factor. He's a creepy guy, but that there was not the connection I could make that said, this is how he was involved. And this is what tells me he was involved. Him being creepy does not automatically make him uh, you know, an accomplice. Her being in a my liar mind. doesn't mean that she did it. No, no, it doesn't at all. But I think when you combine it with the decomposition, I think her being able to, according to her friends, act completely normally, nothing out of the ordinary. See, I didn't actually, no, I don't no, remember that part. I don't remember they, her friends saying it. that she acted completely normally. They, they said it. Yeah. I mean, they, they were emphatic about how normal she was even in that documentary they they really hammered it that uh nothing was out of the ordinary with her and i can be like it would it would be totally different if you know they were like yeah she was putting on like a good face when we were out at the club promoting but you could tell when we would get back home or you know when it was just us at the apartment you could tell something was wrong but they didn't say that they said no she was just completely normal so to me, that's, that's a big don't. indicator. I don't believe any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and the sad reality is that we'll never know. Because nobody in this I, story is going to tell us the truth. No, I don't believe any single person. I don't believe any person that was involved in this case. I don't mm-hmm. believe any of them. I and don't I believe think, any of them. And I think that to kind of go to the like final thing I'll say and then I want to wrap it up here because I have nothing more I think I've exhausted and I hopefully will also never think about this case again after today um I know I feel like really damaged that I'm having to talk about it right now because I genuinely don't even remember anything about the thing because I just like let it go away from my head because this is mm -hmm. not the kind of thing that I want to be thinking about you know like this is not a thing that I want in my head I don't want to be thinking about Casey Anthony ever like I don't want to be thinking about her family like is her family still alive I don't know they could all be dead for all I I could genuinely have no idea because I find it really odd that her parents aren't talking about anything like i just it's oh they just so they are weird to me there there's some little bit coming nothing uh what i'm really waiting for he promised that if she shopped this story he was going to sue her for defamation so that's what i'm kind of waiting for now is to see if the dad's going to sue her for defamation well, it's been a while so 
So we'll see. Any day but, now. Um, so, uh, so here's my thing for the prosecution. I think that they were really overconfident that because the public had already convicted her, that there was no 12 people in the world that would come back with a not guilty verdict. The problem is when you're picking a jury, you have to find people that still have not made up their minds. And so they did. They found 12 people who were like, no, I, I have not already determined her to be guilty. I'm waiting to hear what you have to say, and then we'll make our decision. The second problem is that all of the evidence was already out in the public. So the prosecution didn't have any big, like, slam dunks or, you know, smoking gun new stuff they presented to this jury. The jury heard the same evidence that was being shown in the news media every day. So there was nothing big that really like was like, that's the thing I needed to hear. You know, it was all yeah. already out there. And they were so overconfident that they decided to go for the death penalty. And then they really tried the case, even though there were other options. I on really the table. can't believe they went for the death penalty. They came. Like, that yeah, was so they, stupid. They really only were putting forth uh, a case that was about give her the death penalty. I think if they to come in with involuntary manslaughter, mm -hmm. if they to come to the table selling me the story or selling that jury the story about involuntary manslaughter, she accidentally killed her kid. We don't know the details of it, but we've got this evidence and it's enough to say involuntary manslaughter. The kid died accidentally. She tried to cover it up. She's a pathological liar. Look at all these other things she lied about. So it, it's a much easier sell than she first degree murder means you yeah. planned it out ahead of time. And you've got to be able to prove that. You cannot just say, hey, this person, if, if she did kill her kid, definitely premeditated it <laughs> like you they couldn't prove that they yeah. put too many things out there that they thought were just because the public when watching the news or following a story online the public can make jumps to conclusions but when you're in a jury there are jury instructions and there are very specific formulas you have to follow in order to get to a guilty yeah verdict. No, i completely agree with you yeah, and so I think that this would be a whole different scenario if she was sitting in prison right now on an involuntary manslaughter conviction. I don't think anybody would be paying her to hear her story about how her dad killed her kid and held well, her captive for a month. Here's the thing. I do think I need to clarify something. When okay. I say that I found her completely believable... I don't think you said that. I don't believe anything that happened. I don't believe anything that she said happened with yeah. Kaylee is true. I have no yeah. idea what happened with that kid. Mm -hmm. But I absolutely 100% believe that something went on with her father. I 100% believe that her father probably did, did things to her 
when she was a child. I, I don't um, disbelieve I it at all. I find that incredibly, I find that incredibly believable. Now the details, all that stuff. I don't know. I don't know because I just don't, I don't, like I said, I don't believe anything that happened. Um, I don't believe anything that comes out of any of these people's mouths because they're just so, it's like, it's a situation where it's so far from my world mm-hmm. that like, I, I don't, it, none of it makes any sense to me, but I will tell you that the way that the father acted after this child disappeared would have at the time, like I understand now why I thought when I was younger, when it, whenever it happened, why I thought he was actually convicted of something or was tried or something because mm-hmm. I 100% listened to the things that he said. And I would, I, it's bizarre to me that no one investigated him. Like it's well, bizarre to me. And here's one thing I want to say about the dad. So to me, if George did this, then why not confess it in his suicide note so that it completely exonerates? If you think you're about to die, I don't why think not? That he actually thought that he was about to die. Well, his wife is a nurse, Heather. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. I I can't speculate on that, but to me, I I think it would have been nice. For him to have taken the rap for it if for no other but reason I also than to be like that him, to let my daughter be you know to take the blame away from his daughter i think that right? him threatening to or trying to kill himself to me implicates him as being involved in this situation like i just 100 percent do and like i said I, i'm not saying he did it I 100% think that he was involved in it, whether he knew that knew what happened, whether he had suspicions of what happened, like, I don't know what happened, but I 100% believe he was involved. I just do. Yeah. 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 I just don't get that from, from him at all. But again, it's because there isn't any evidence that, that gives me that, you know, and I'm not going to make a jump. Uh, just because somebody acts weird or creepy or says things that are a little bit off um, at a funeral. Like he didn't do anything that I thought was normal. Everybody that I've watched who dissected this case is like, no, this is not normal. That's not normal. It is super creepy. Everybody agrees the dad is creepy. Everybody agrees the dad is not normal. But unfortunately, there just isn't the evidence to for me that I see that connects him and says, this is what tells me that he knew. This is what tells me that he was involved. Him attempting suicide um, could have a lot of different reasons. Evidence, real, actual evidence against her, though, is the situation. No, that's why she's not in prison. Yeah, but I'm just saying, when you say there's no evidence against him, mm-hmm. but he's like a super, 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 super creepster. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no evidence against her, except she's batshit crazy, total liar, you know, and didn't, doesn't act the way, you know, I mean, like, there's no real evidence at all here, you know, that Mm -hmm. like, again, except that, 
there were only three people in this house and we don't even know what day this occurred yeah yeah no the the time span between her body there were being discovered. there was a month there was a whole month yeah this girl was before anyone said anything now granted like it does seem like the body could have been discovered way before it was discovered and it's really convenient mm-hmm. that it wasn't that had its own that's a issues. whole situation but i actually can i say something because i i do want to just throw out my little law enforcement two cents here it's totally easy to believe that yeah <laughs> that law enforcement was like okay meter reader who is yeah sees a garbage bag in the woods uh will rush right over there and check that out for you like i i mean it's hard enough hold on it happened three times police sometimes to do their job in real crisis situations like that they didn't come to i mean they they came when the guy was like they did come there they came there they went but they didn't even like it out of the car no they but i'm saying they did exactly what i would expect police to do they didn't think for a second that that would, you know, yeah. oh, maybe this is Kaylee Anthony's body. You know, they really were like, this guy is just crazy over some garbage bag in the woods. Like, let mm-hmm. it go, dude. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that was really unfortunate, but totally the kind of thing I see all the time mm-hmm. with law enforcement. So, yeah, I just want to say, I don't, I, I think you could that's another problem. No, I don't like, think yes, it was it mysterious could. or that there was anything it could be weird a, a, about an it. Issue. Um, but I just. Well, and that's why I was con- interested about the, the dad's like background as far as being a cop, because I'm like, okay, if he was a longtime cop in that area, then yeah, we can totally start to spin a story because police no, cover-ups are a huge. That's part not of, what um, my issue was with him being a former cop. My issue mm-hmm. with him being a former cop were things like creating stories and questions that needed to be answered and how to concrete the worst situation stories. about a, a nanny. Look, I'm not saying anybody, this, this, this family's <laughs> batshit crazy and they're not very smart. Cause to you me, know what it's I mean? like, um, he was, even if he was a cop for only a few years, like, and he was involved, why not help her do this way better? Like it's so badly done. She just got really lucky that she even got away with it. Is it my was very because very, she very waited a month done. because she it, she was able to put off her parents for a month before anybody called the police, and because the body wasn't discovered for another two or three months after that and was fully decomposed with no skin or it was like a tissue year, left six months after or something. Six it months, was so yeah. long. So because we have that. Uh, you know, that's lapse in time. It's impossible for us to connect these dots. And so to go back to what I was saying, the prosecution really had no, uh, no way to connect those dots for a jury. And the jury can't say, okay, we're going to jump to this conclusion like the public has, because you have not painted the picture for us. A, A good prosecution's case is a narrative. It's a story. And you take the jury along with you and they didn't have a story that the jury could easily follow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think all in all, I don't think anything's going to change with any of this stuff that's coming out. There are like multiple programs coming out about it. And I don't think anything's going to change. I don't think that that most people's opinions are going to change. Um, and even if they do, it, it's irrelevant because what matters is like 
again, like what happened to this, this girl? And is, is there ever going to be any justice for her? The answer is no, nobody's ever going to know. And there's never going to be any justice for her. Um, and none of that will change based on any of this information that's come out. We have no more answers now than we did, you know, they're just, there's no answers. There are no answers. Um, and it's really, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, so I think my hope in this case is that it would all just go away. Like, just stop talking about it. Let it go. Everybody needs to stop talking about this because nothing is going to I think come it probably of it. There's will. no way we're ever going to know. Yeah, I think it probably will because I don't think that, again, I don't think that Casey Anthony, like, cleared her name by coming forward but again she came forward a few years ago and did an interview that i didn't even know about that's how like she I was didn't in, know about that either yeah it was like a magazine they talk about it in both of those mm. those programs that we watched um in like 2017 or something i think it was like 2017 uh she did like a whole interview about it um and i don't even remember hearing about it like at all all right well i think that's a fine place to just wrap this up sure we could just keep talking circles yeah, about I'm, this case but i'm so ready to stop talking it feels dirty talking about it honestly like i'm so ready yeah. to be done with it well we are now done we never have to talk about it Yay. ever again so anyway uh let us know if you have any thoughts about this case uh but um anyway so we'll leave it there we'll talk Ashlyn. about something way less horrific next time we promise Anyway, well, Kelly, I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope you do too, Heather, and stay out of the rabbit holes. I'm going to try. All right. Till next time, keep it real. Mm -hmm.